0: What's up, Raider Nation? My name is Stephen Michaels. You are listening to the voice of the voiceless for Raider Nation. This is the greatest Raider show in the world, the Raiders Daily Podcast. Let's get right into it. Here we go. The Raiders pull off a big win in a game they had to win or the season would be over. And that goes for, by the way, the next three games. The Raiders must defeat The Broncos on Sunday, this coming on a 26, and then they have to. I mean, this is going to be a big one then. They're going to have to go in week 17 into Indianapolis and win the game. They have to beat the Colts. And then, of course, they end the season against the L.A. Chargers. The Raiders got to win out to make the playoffs. They have to um, because before, you know, uh, before last week's games were – If certain teams would have, uh, for example, uh, you know, the Bills beat the Patriots, if the Patriots would have beat the Bills, the Raiders actually could have got into the playoffs and lost against the Colts, like made it in being nine and eight. They really could have. But now they can't do that. Now they have to win out and they still need help. They still need, uh, for example, the Bills are playing... Uh, The Patriots, again, if the Patriots can win that game, that would be huge for the Raiders. You also, you're going to want the Bengals out of it, you know. So uh, there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of different scenarios how the Raiders can get in. But, you know, they can really get in just by winning out. But that's not all. They need help still. You know, the Colts do play Arizona. You're going to want to root for Arizona in that game big time. Because the Raiders have to beat, obviously, the Colts, which just sounds like it's going to be impossible, even judging by the way the Raiders beat the Cleveland Browns. Listen, the Browns didn't really—I ha- mean, they had Nick Mullins as their quarterback, and the Raiders—you know—they only won sixteen to fourteen. It's not like they—they—they should have won, in my opinion, probably by three or four touchdowns. But that's not how it went down. There was a—you know—a lot of guys. Um, Derek Carr had a couple of times where he had a guys open, didn't see him, threw it elsewhere. Can't really put it all on Derek Carr, though, because these wide receivers, Brian Edwards, even Foster Monroe, uh, Deshaun Jackson, all of them, they're just dropping passes now, it seems like, almost every week. Especially Foster Monroe, and that really, really bothers me, because this guy can be really good. He could be a really good tight end in a National Football League, but you can't drop those easy passes. Brian Edwards, I mean, this is a guy, he does the same thing, and they fumbles. The fumbling is really, really just mind-blowing how these guys can fumble so many times. I mean, that's all they do. is It's almost like they just keep fumbling. You know, so anyways, Derek Carr was 25 for 38 in this game, uh, 236 yards. And this game went all the way down to the last second. It went all the way down. Uh, Derek Carr throws an interception. Everyone pretty much thought the game was over at that point. But the Raiders defense with a big stop, a huge stop, gives the Raiders enough time to make a few passes and Zay Jones luckily holds on to the football so Daniel Carlson can kick the game-winning field goal but let me tell you something this is a game where you know if I'm Gus Bradley he, you know Nick Mullins is not really going to kill you through the air Nick Mullins by the way was 20 for 30 147 yards he only averaged 4.9 yards it was all a dink and dunk or screens pretty much I mean the guy he wasn't going to do much. The whole game was Nick Chubb. That was the whole game. And the Raiders still let the guy have 23 carries for 91 yards, and they're pretty much running almost every single play. Uh, I don't know. That run defense, that's what was getting me nervous about this game. It really was is can the Raiders stop Nick Chubb? Um, you know, they didn't stop him completely obviously, score a touchdown, but they did stop them on that last drive to give the Raiders offense a chance to get back on that field. And as long as Derek Carr doesn't throw another stupid interception. Like he did right before that. I knew the Raiders could win the game. They had enough time. I was concerned that they only had those two timeouts. Because the Raiders wasted one. Because I don't know what the, what was going on there. I mean they couldn't get the snap off. Derek Carr's yelling. At Andre... <laughs> James and, you know, snap the ball, snap the ball. The guy's just not snapping it. If you're Andre James at that point, I mean, you got to know what's going on, right? I mean, you you hear your quarterback. There's no way you don't. You know, and you're looking through your left. I don't know. It's just weird. So anyways, they had to call a timeout for that. So they didn't have that other timeout. If they did, they, you know, it would have helped a lot. But they didn't need it. They did not need it. They end up winning, like I said, by a Daniel Carlson field goal. Zay Jones, uh, this guy has been disappointing since he came to the Raiders, in my opinion. But he ended the day with six catches, 67 yards. Foster Monroe had seven catches, 65 yards. Foster, like I said, I mean, this guy could be good. But those drops, man, those drops really do drive me crazy. I mean, they, it's just... It's just dumb, really. So anyways, the Raiders, one of the reasons uh, this game, like I said, Nick Chubb was pretty much running the game, ball the entire game, the entire game, and the Raiders' rush defense, as you know, not that great, not that great, but the Raiders ended up getting the victory and what do I say, week after week. A win is a win. I don't care if Derek Harris twenty interceptions. If he wins the game, I'm happy. You get it? When Raider fans are happy, it makes me happy. I win when the Raiders win. That's how this all works. So everything, you know, this is a game where the Raiders could have easily lost. You know, but they did a good job. The Raiders did a good job at committing to running the football, even though Josh Jacobs, I I believe he had only like 52 yards. They were still just still running it, still trying to run it. There were, you know, I think some big plays that uh, Carr did not see on the field, but that's been going on for about three weeks now. But the biggest thing was, of course, the Raiders, they just found a way to win this game. I mean, think about it. They lost the turnover battle they had you know they had two turnovers but what they won was the first downs battle the raiders had 20 first downs the browns only had 13 that is huge obviously and even with uh the browns running the ball so much the raiders they wanted to win time of possession and usually when they do win time of possession their record is pretty good they won time of possession in this game Thirty-three minutes to twenty-six minutes. To twenty-six minutes, they win it. Uh, one of the best plays of the game, I believe, was when they went for the fake punt and got and got it on fourth and one. Now, to be honest, I think they Derek Carr probably could have just did a QB sneak or, yeah, a QB sneak is the safest way. They get a couple inches they would have got it that way regardless. So a fake punt is a little scary to do on a fourth and one. And that when it's fourth and three or something like that, yeah, that's when you do it. Fourth and one, doing a fake punt, little, little scary, little scary. But uh, it worked out. It worked out in the Raiders' favor just when you think the game was over too. I mean, this game, like I said, I mean, it looked like it was completely finished. It looked like it was done. When Derek Carr threw that interception, I mean, I believe, I got to check here real quick, Um, but I believe Derek Carr threw that interception with just under three minutes to go, and, you know, the Browns did nothing. They go three and out. The Raiders defense, defense shuts it down very, very fast. They, the Browns tried to run Nick Chubb, all three times. Max Crosby had a a big first uh, stop on first down, limited Chubb to only two yards. After that, the Raiders called a timeout. This is where that third timeout, you know. Uh, and then it was second and eight. Nick Chubb trying to run it. He runs for about five yards. Gets uh, I think it was uh, Lee who tackled him. And then of course third and three. This was the game right here. If the Browns get the first down, it's over and the Raiders season's over. Derek Carr's probably getting traded. It's it's all over for the Raiders. Um no playoffs. Mark Davis would be interviewing coaches in 2 weeks. I'm telling you, it would have been a complete shit show to end the season. Uh it still could be, by the way. But instead, 3rd and 3. Nick Chubb, no gain. Jonathan Hankins gets behind there. So And Diablo, by the way. I want to see more of him. Get, stops Nick Chubb right there. No gain. Then it goes down to the two-minute warning where the Browns have to punt to the Raiders. Now, the Raiders, uh, no timeouts, right? They had no timeouts at this point. But that they didn't need any timeouts. Because they just ran up the field on these guys, eight plays, forty-one yards, a minute and fifty seconds, and just like that, sets them up for a forty-eight-yard field goal. You know, it's pretty tough. Daniel Carlson, by the way, he he does drive me crazy. This is a guy. He he will miss an extra point. All you know, he'll miss extra points, no problem. Chip shots he'll miss it. But you put him out there for a 48-yard field goal, he'll nail it. He will nail it. And uh, let me tell you something. Speaking of field goals, how big was it that Cleveland misses that field goal to go into halftime? That ended up being huge. That ended up being the game, really. I mean, that was just, you don't think of anything of it at the time, but you take those three points off the board, and guess what? The Raiders won 16-14. to Browns hit that field goal. The Raiders would have needed a touchdown to win that game. And they didn't have another timeout. And as you know, there wasn't really any time on the clock when the Raiders uh, spiked the ball. I believe there was four seconds. So, you know, when you're... You're on their 30-yard line. Your only hope at that point would have been just to throw it in the end zone and hope something happens. But, you know, Browns would have just put everyone in the end zone. It would have been a Hail Mary-type situation on a 30. They would just put everyone on the line so uh, on the end zone. But luckily, the Raiders got in position. They spiked the ball. I was really nervous about that with no timeouts. They did it, though. They got it done with three seconds left. And then Daniel Carlson hits the game-winning field goal, and the Raiders season stays alive as they win. 16 to 14. Raiders are seven and seven now. Uh, and so are the Cleveland Browns. The Raiders pretty much I mean the Browns aren't out of it, but you know, anything could happen. As you see, there's upsets everywhere. But I mean, wow, they moved them down a lot. They really did. I think they moved them down like three spots. You know, and the Raiders right now, I believe they're sitting at the 10th spot in the playoff race. So, not not too bad. Like I said, what you're going to want, I mean, it's going to be very, I'm going to be honest with you guys, because I always am, I I mean, I highly doubt the Raiders are going to run the table. I mean, the Colts are playing fantastic right now. I don't see the Raiders going to Indianapolis and winning. I really don't. I hope they do. I mean, I want them to do that. It would be fantastic if somehow they could win out. But I also don't want them to win out and not make the playoffs. Because that would really suck. It would be their fault. When you lose those stupid games, you know, I mean, they lost a lot of stupid games this season. People forget about that. A lot of dumb games. That Washington game. They should have never lost against Washington. The Giants game where Derek is throwing interceptions. He's terrible. I mean, come on. And then, you know, just dumb games they lost. They lost that Chicago game. Now, I know there was a lot of stuff going on in that game. You know, Gruden resigned right after the game. But still, you know, they still lost that game. They lost against the Chargers right before that Bears game. Yeah and then of course they got destroyed by the Bengals they got destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs not once but twice they got embarrassed by them so that's not good it looks like the Chiefs will win that division uh yeah also you're going to want to root for the Chargers to lose pretty much every game um they don't have to for the Raiders to make the playoffs but it would be a lot easier but the problem is the Chargers have such an easy schedule that is the problem here All the teams that are fighting for that that last spot to get into the wild card. The Raiders, by far, have the toughest stretch, in my opinion. Because, you know, they had the Browns, right? Yeah, Say what you want about their starters being missing, whatever. Okay, but Week 16, they got to play the Broncos. It's in Vegas where the Raiders don't play that good. I, I don't know what the deal is with that, but they don't play good in Vegas. They really don't. It's like it's not even their home field. They suck in Vegas, actually. So anyways, hopefully they get better real fast because they got to they gotta beat the Broncos. The Broncos probably will not have Teddy Bridgewater. It doesn't look like they will. You Come on. If you can't beat Drew Locke, then there's something wrong with you. They just struggle against Nick Mullins. So hopefully the Raiders can squeak out a win here. But remember, Raiders, they completely torch the Denver Broncos last time I played them. Then, of course, in Week 17, like I said, I think that will end the season. That, that's just my personal opinion. I hope it doesn't. But that's when they go to Indianapolis. If somehow they pull off that miracle, they end the season in Vegas against, of course, the L.A. Chargers, who really, you know, it's that it could come down to that. Now, there are situations, you know crazy scenarios where the Raiders can lose that last game against the Chargers and still get in the playoffs being nine and eight. I mean there's some cra I mean the Bengals I mean the sorry. Yeah, the Bengals would basically need to lose uh let me see here. The they would need to they could beat the Ravens and then they would have to lose Against the Chiefs and then lose against the Browns in Week 18, so and the Ravens would need to win, um, pretty much the other those other two games, you know, after the Bengals game. So let's let anything could happen. Obviously, anything could happen. That could be the scenario. By the way, if that the what I just painted for you does happen, it would be the Raiders, the seventh seed, going up against. Uh, New England Patriots in New England and nothing. That would be my Super Bowl, by the way, that, that playoff game, if that actually happened. If that scenario happened where the Raiders played the Patriots in the playoffs in the first round, I would love it, but I would be really scared because, as you know, if you don't know, I, I live in New England, and I can't stand the Patriots. I hate their fans. I hate their team. I know too much about them. Trust me, they're dirtbags reporters cover it up a lot of people cover it up this is not a good organization and their fans are the most bandwagon fans you will ever see in your life hell I mean when the Patriots sucked last year they're all wearing Tampa Bay jerseys that they still are they still are right now you know and then when Patriots started winning all of a sudden I, I didn't see a lot of uh, Tampa Bay jerseys the Patriots coats came back on. But then when Patriots lost, uh, what was that, last week or the week before? <clears throat> that's when all of a sudden Tampa Bay stuff back on. That's how they roll around here. They're absolutely just the most non-loyal fan base in the NFL. That's, that's what the Patriots are. So if the Raiders could go in there and beat New England, come here and beat New England... Oh, it would be my Super Bowl. I don't care if they win the week after. Because obviously this is, the Raiders are not a Super Bowl caliber team. But if somehow a miracle happened and they stuck in. And they beat the Patriots. It would. I'm telling you right now. I criticize Derek Carr every single week. It seems. Only when he plays bad though. I am fair. I am very fair. No one can call me a Derek Carr hater. And please, by the way. Don't call me that if you're over the age of 13 and you're not, you know, some teenage girl. Because I don't think 40-year-olds wearing Derek Carr jerseys should be calling another man a hater. I mean, it's really, really strange to even be using that word. It's weird. It's weird, man. No one hates Derek Carr. They want the Raiders to win. Why don't you see that? How, How does no one understand that? How does... How does this fan base, right? And I You gotta understand, I just cover this team. I grew up a Houston Oilers fan. I'm not like, you know, I'm just covering the Raiders. So I'm just telling you my perspective when I look at this whole thing. It's really weird to see a fan base divided over a quarterback who has not won a playoff game in his whole entire career, yet they are hell-bent on, no, 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 no. Derek Carr is the best in the world, and it's like, what do you mean? The Raiders have yet to win a playoff game under Derek Carr. It's been eight years. The Raiders are, Derek Carr is really good in the beginning of the season. He has shown it for three years in a row. The Raiders were, what, 6-2 and this year and fell apart again? This is the third year in a row that has happened. Think about it. I mean, go back to, you know, to the beginning of the season. When, who would have thought the Raiders would crumble this bad? A lot of people would. There's a lot of people in the greatest group in the world, the Raiders Daily Elite, that, that, you know, have been are real Raider fans and have been watching this for eight years. And they were saying it in the beginning of the year. They weren't getting excited at all because they wanted to see you know, they said, wait and see, Derek Carr will collapse. This team always collapse. It happens every year. It's, it's going to happen. And it did happen. And I was defending this guy. I was saying, no, 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 not, not this year. It looks like, you know, everything's going well. But in all fairness, too, though, this team did go through a lot. You know, the coach resigns. You know, Henry Ruggs kills someone. Damon Arnett has a Terminator 2 gun. You know, things are just insane over there. And it still is. It's a very dysfunctional organization. Uh, and I'm not worried about saying that whatsoever. What are they going to do to me? You know, they they can't really... They they want to silence me. Trust me. But they can't. They can't. I have too big of a platform. My show's too big. They wish they could, but they just can't. But let me... This team, they play hard. I'll tell you what. They have some hard-working players on this team. I know Max Crosby doesn't have like 100 sacks but he works his ass off every single play. You know, Yank Nagokwe, this guy was a good, good find. I don't know if the Raiders are going to able to keep him because he's probably going to demand a lot of money. But they got a lot of good players who work really hard, who really do want to win, you know. But right now, remember, they have a special teams coach as their head coach. So that's not the greatest no team, no team has ever won a Super Bowl like this. You know what I mean? Never mind even get to the playoffs. So if the Raiders somehow can maneuver that, that would be insane. Insane if that happened. I just don't see that happening. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm so wrong. I want to see Derek Carr go out there and light it up. But his receivers do got to help. You know? Now, like I mentioned before... There are several plays, by the way, that players were open and Derek Carr didn't see them. There was one play where, uh, Ani, uh, where he threw the, I think it was the Sean Jackson, I believe, or was it Brian Edwards? I forgot who it was. But he threw it, Sean Jackson was running right in the middle of the field, running towards the flat. I mean, he was, I mean, he had a big lead on the guy. If you lead him that football and he catches it, he's run, he's gone. He's going for a touchdown. Like, he is gone. And there was another play where, I was actually surprised by this one, where uh, Hunter, Hunter Renfro was running a slant, like, in the middle of the field into kind of like a post, and he was open, like, a lot. There wasn't, he wasn't even covered. He wasn't, there was no one even there. And Derek Carr, he tried to buy some time, and he ended up checking it down, I think, to Josh Jacobs or, like, a yard or two, it was stupid, but it was weird because it wasn't like Derek Carr can't see him because he was running, I believe to the right, and that's where Renfro was running. They're eye to eye. I don't know why he didn't throw him the ball. Maybe he didn't feel confident throwing the football, but it would not have got intercepted. There wasn't a linebacker over the top that could jump up and, you know, whatever. There was no one there. So there's been plays like that going on for the last couple of weeks. That's been a little bit concerning to me. But Derek Carr's play always gets concerning to me in December. But he pulled this one off, guys, in Cleveland. He usually sucks in Cleveland, or sucks in the cold weather. It was a little bit cold there. You know, he doesn't have the best cold weather record in the world. But he pulled it off, and a win is a win. And the Raiders' season remains alive. At least for another week until they play Denver. I expect this team to beat the shit out of Denver. I don't know about you guys, but I expect a victory. So let's keep it going. you got to start stacking wins. This team is not consistent. They haven't been consistent pretty much all year. They won a couple of games, like two games, and then they collapsed. They got to really be consistent now if they want any hope. And to think that this team can win four games in a row seems like impossible. That's why I say I, I doubt it's going to happen. But I always, I'm always optimistic. I always give them the benefit of the doubt. And yes, they really haven't earned that. But maybe with this win, even though, like I said, it was against a bunch of backups, maybe it gives them some momentum and they go out there and they beat Denver. And they survive another week. And we don't know what's going to happen by then. Hopefully Arizona beats the Colts. Who knows what happens in that game. For all we know, Carson Wentz could get injured. We don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen by the time the Raiders play the Colts. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Raiders got to beat Denver first to keep their season alive. They have to win those divisional games. They have to beat Denver, by the way. They have to, because Denver's right there with them. So they have to beat Denver. Can they? Will they? We will find out, and we will talk about it next week, guys. But for now, the season is still alive. So keep the faith, keep the hope, and let's just keep stacking those W's. Because that's the only thing that matters on this show, is winning. I love winning. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not one of those lose-tie Raider Nation till I die. I'm a just-win-baby guy. That's what I am. I will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Raiders Daily Podcast. My name is Stephen Michaels. If you want to donate to this podcast, you can do so. It is Venmo at the Raiders Daily Podcast. I would appreciate it. It would help a lot. A lot. And uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at the Raiders Daily. Facebook, the Raiders Daily. It's the Raiders Daily everywhere. All right, guys, I will see you later. Thanks for listening. Peace.